3: Time to update the report card. Welcome in the beginning of yet another edition of the Ben Maller Show. Back at it again. We are in the air everywhere as we dispense background noise coast to coast, border to border and beyond emanating live from the flight deck soaring on the red eye all night long. The Fox Sports Radio studios here as we below V8 on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR. And good to have you along. Hope all is well in your world. I thought we'd change it up a little bit at the beginning here, and we will push back, push it back now on Aaron Rodgers. We will put that on the side, and we'll get back to that at some point as developments warrant. But our lead this hour coming from the diamond. And is it true? Could it be a stunner from the Bay Area? Now, my my entire life, the A's have been in Oakland. I know if you're a little bit older than me, then you might remember the Kansas City Athletics, but I don't. My life, the A's have always been in Oakland. They've been a staple of the East Bay. But it does involve the future of the Athletics, and if you did not see this, maybe you were busy living your life and not paying attention, obsessing like a – gas bag over what's going on in the sporting world. So we have learned now: Major League Baseball is openly encouraging, encouraging the athletics to look for greener pastures. Relocation situation. Now, although the team is saying all the right things, that they would prefer to stay in the Bay, in Oakland, uh, they are going to look around and pull some rocks up, see what they can find, move some moss around, look for alternatives. So if the A's were to move out of Oakland, where is the favorite? Well, they would follow the path, if you believe the scuttlebutt, that the Raiders used. Lost Wages Nevada, Viva Las Vegas, is said to be the most likely possibility for relocation if it does actually end up happening. The A's have had numerous stadium proposals over the years. They have had one they have been juggling for the last couple of years that seemed wonderful, but it never gets really going. People draw up some images, uh, some drawings of what a stadium is going to look like. They make a razzle-dazzle Video presentation about, oh, this is going to be amazing. We're going to have hotels and overpriced condos over here. And we're going to tax, 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 tax. Everyone up the wazoo. And it's going to be so good. La, 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 la. And then nothing happens. So let us discuss. The question, what are the actual odds in the Maller sports book that the athletics skidaddle out of the East Bay? So I am going to set the line on this at plus 150. Now, if you're not good at math or you're not a gambler or both, that implies a 40% chance the A's are gonzo. Pack up the Mayflower moving vans in the middle of the night and get out of here. But that still also implies a 60% chance that the A's stay right where they are, right there in the Oakland area. Now, my observations here, you have the Hatfields and McCoys, Golden Goose, and spring cleaning. And we will lock all of this together into an adequate Malor monologue. Now, number one, number one the fact that Major League Baseball has yet again gone public. This is not the first time that they have conveniently leaked this to get the temperature in the room is a tell, right? Rob Manford and the Robber Barons of Baseball. They are going very deep into the bag. The bag of dirty tricks So right now I file this into the gamesmanship category, looking to gain public favor in the Bay Area and really attempting to twist the arm of the local political hacks and try to get them to move, and this is what you do. This is the standard thing. If you've seen this over the years with teams, Whether they relocate or not, the play is always the same. The chess move is the same. It does not change. You ratchet up pressure. You threaten to go somewhere else. You say, hey, I need this. Give me this. And you have your hands out. And if you don't give me this, you government officials, if you don't approve X number of tax dollars, then see you later. Out of here. Now, Major League Baseball knows without public support, Right, without a ground swell, a grassroots movement to convince these politicians to pony up the money, uh, the tax money, this is DOA, dead on arrival. Now, I have always taken an anti-tax-for-stadium position, and I'm no different here. I do not believe that public money should be spent to build uh, cathedrals in sports. I've never been a fan of that. Call me uh, a dope. I don't care. I think there's better use of those tax dollars. Uh, As much as I love my sports, uh, I think we all saw during the pandemic that you can play in empty stadiums. As long as you have good camera locations, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. So you you can play out in a park with no one watching. As long as you have one of those cherry pickers where they go up in the sky there and you can put the center field camera, you're all right. Now, Major League Baseball claiming that the Oakland Coliseum site is not a viable option for the future of baseball. Now, that we don't disagree with. In case you've lived in a vacuum, it's been broken. The person that broke it was Al Davis, of all people. When the Raiders left L.A. to go back to Oakland back in the Stone Age, they built Mount Davis. And that was actually there, the first exhibition game, when the Raiders returned to Oakland and uh, destroyed Destroyed. That stadium had a beautiful views of the hills out there. And from a baseball perspective, they just just uh, took it apart. Now, they also have bad lighting. They've had issues with the lighting there. It's antiquated. The plumbing is apparently primitive. And uh, they've had, not so much recently, but they've had sewage spills there. What's that smell in the air? Oh, that's raw sewage. Can I get some nachos, some peanuts, some Cracker Jacks, please? Now, Oakland baseball, though, the real issue here, forget all the stadiums got issues and the tax money and all that, but the issue is there's a limited playing field because the athletics are boxed in the East Bay and limited territory there, and it's it's more of a local issue, it's not, we're doing a national show here, but... Uh, I've, I've paid attention to it from afar here, and while I have no skin in the game, it is really a Hatfields and McCoys style territorial battle with the Gigantes, where they've. It, it's kind of like with elections. You know, the Democrats claim that we need this part of the city because you know we're going to win the election, and the Republicans say, no, no, we need this part of the city, and so they, it, you're fighting over that. You're trying to rig the board, uh, and that's what they're doing. The Hatfields and the McCoys of baseball, the Giants and the Athletics there. Uh, in in the Bay Area. Now, the second thing here, with the Coliseum being not a Coliseum, it's a mausoleum, let's examine, just for the purposes of this Mallard monologue, the Vegas option. The reason that Vegas is being propped up by Major League Baseball, follow the money, right? The next boom industry. I've been saying this for years. I was ahead of my time here. Nationally, if you've got some money to invest here, I recommend sports wagering. The sports gambling market is going to fully mature in the next three or four years, certainly by 2025. I'm talking about across the country. And the gambling tycoons, the sports gambling tycoons in lost wages as a general community are the big beneficiary of this. We are talking about essentially an exclusive license to print mucho dinero. They have the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, they have the Golden Goose in Vegas. They they already have deep pockets. It's not like they don't have money uh, in in Vegas. They've got deep pockets, but they're about to get much deeper. Uh, running the sports gambling empire state by state, they're they're the people who are in charge. Which means an exorbitant amount of money will trickle down. And Vegas has already picked up in in the last decade. Well, actually, a little less than that. They picked up an NHL team. They've poached the Raiders from Oakland, now they're looking at the athletics and they also plan on having an NBA team to be named later in, in Vegas. They will eventually get every major sport uh, will have a franchise in Vegas. Now, the final point here. So this is the second time. Go back to the A's situation in particular. This is the second time in three years that weasels from Major League Baseball have threatened to move the A's from Oakland to Vegas. Rob Manford, the gutless commissioner. Rob Manford, the man that, that we all love to hate here, mentioned this back in 2019 before the world shut down. So is this different? Is it a legitimate threat or is it just scare, tactic, scare tactics by baseball? Now, I believe it's, it's more legitimate than it's not. The A's have been in Oakland since 1968 for the past 25 years. Literally and figuratively for the past 25 years, I have heard – Whispers, the A's are moving to this city, that city, whatever. The last team to relocate in professional baseball was the Montreal Expos, who became the Nationals. I was like a child at the time in 2005, 16 seasons ago. The Athletics, they have a lease at their current abode that runs through the 2024 season, but that doesn't matter. Every team that has relocated, has had some kind of contractual agreement that they violated to get out of the movement. I can't think of one that didn't. The first rule of franchise relocation is to not tip your hand. You don't want to be the lame duck. You're going to be a lame duck for a certain amount of time. You want to shorten that time, that window. And so the move is you wait until the 11th hour, and you make the announcement. And my hypothesis on where this is going is rather simple. I think of baseball doing some spring cleaning here. Time to get your house in order. Major League Baseball has uh, been very open about this. They want to get new ballparks, which means taxpayer money for the athletics and the Tampa Bay Rays, the A's and the Rays, new ballparks within the next five years. The original goal from what I heard was like 2025, so let's say it's still 2025, so that's less than five years. Then the play after that is to add not one but two Expansion teams. And each expansion team will cost you two billion dollars. So the A's and Rays value will go up because of new stadiums if they get the stadiums baseball wants. And then you know two billion each, so that's four billion monopoly money at least minimum to buy in. And so once you get Vegas off the grid, then you will have places like Nashville, Charlotte, Indianapolis, Portland, Oregon. Vancouver, Montreal, who will bid to try to get a professional baseball team. And so, and if it's not Vegas, if Vegas doesn't end up with the athletics, they can then open up the bidding and have those cities try to get the athletics. It's how the game's played. It's a, it's a, a criminal enterprise, but that's how they play the
5: game. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. On
3: the record, welcome in the beginning of yet another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we provide the soundtrack of your sporting life, or at least your nocturnal life, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from under the moonlight, camouflaged by the darkness of the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Hope all is going as well as it can possibly go in your world. And we begin anew this hour with an old friend. An old friend. Boy, do I know how to flog a dead horse. Our lead coming from the exasperated world of coaches, NFL coaches. It's all about the... Reaction to a story that isn't even official yet, involving Tim Tebow. The raw emotion from uh, people around the NFL world. Uh, Tebow looks like he's going to Jacksonville. It's all but a done deal. But if you've not heard the latest, maybe not. A bunch of people had hissy fits. Oh, it's not fair. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. How dare you? We have heard some chatter that even in the building that Urban Meyer works in, the head coach in Jacksonville, that some of his fellow assistant coaches gave side eye to old Urban as they are not convinced that Tim Tebow deserves the opportunity. Some assistants don't want Tim Tebow to even get an off-season make-good contract. They're offended by this. It's not fair. Uh, They don't think he's going to be on the roster in week one, so they believe it's all an exercise in futility. Now, if you believe the reporting, there's a serious disagreement. I have my doubts about that. For what it's worth, Urban Meyer has chimed in on this. Urban Urban Meyer! Urban Meyer! So Urban Meyer appeared on, uh, apparently Chris Collinsworth has a podcast. I guess everyone's got a podcast. I have one. Why doesn't everybody? So Chris Collinsworth has a podcast. I'm sure that does very well. The Jags coach went on there and was waxing lyrical about his protege, Tim Tebow, although denying that the deal is done, done, done. But as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the audio tape. Yeah, we have not signed Tim. Uh, there's a thought going around, you know, he, uh, he was in the best shape of his life, asked to see if he could work out with a couple of our coaches. Uh, I wasn't even there. And uh, they came back to me and said, wow, this guy's in incredible shape. And I said, then I went another time and watched him try him out. And they said, go work on these things. He comes back later. They try him out again. I'm not there. And they come in and they said, wow. You know, this guy's ball skills. He's a great athlete. He looks like he's 18 years old, not 20, whatever he is, 33. And uh, I said, guys, you don't understand now. This guy is, you know, he's the most competitive maniac you're ever going to talk to. And let's give it a shot. And I have not decided if we're going to do that or not yet. I'm getting close. I got to make a decision here pretty soon. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah, okay. Uh, So that was Urban Meyer in his own words there with Collinsworth. So it's time for us, you know what we do, parse the words of Urban Meyer and what he had to say there, and we'll try to put the pieces together, the Tim Tebow-themed jigsaw puzzle. So let's discuss the question, what do you like and what do you dislike about the latest developments in the Tim Tebow story? So my take on this, you've got tongue, technicalities, and prospectors. And we'll put all these things together. Now, to kick off, what we like is that Urban Meyer, yet again, for the second time in a couple weeks here, has shown he is a terrible poker player. Terrible. He's got a lousy poker face. Uh, And if you're honest, at this point, there is little intrigue, right? Urban Meyer was, that was gushing. That was gushing. That's illegal below the Bible Belt there, uh, what he was doing all over Tim Tebow. You heard him extol the virtues of his former quarterback. Urban was not just giving reaction to Tim Tebow. He was rhapsodizing the brilliance of Tebow, while at the same time trying to pretend like, I I wasn't there. I wasn't even there. I'm just hearing this secondhand. Come on. You heard it. You heard it. The fawning. He talked about ball skills. Best shape of his life. Looks like he's he's 18, not 33. Competitive maniac. That's the big one. Competitive maniac. So it's a word salad. It's a verbal tongue bath, right? Urban's got a big tongue, apparently. And uh, he was making sure that Tim Tebow was very clean. And... I know we're on radio, so you can't see this, but trust me, Urban Meyer had a Cheshire Cat smile as he was commenting about Urban Meyer. It's a smile I recall having as a kid right before my birthday when I was about to get uh, a nice new toy. In this case, it's a toy that Urban used to have, but now he's getting again. It's a newer model. It's actually an older model, but you get the point. Now, furthermore, so the... State-sponsored NFL media has said that the deal is all but done, right? That's what the reaction was. People freaking out over that. Urban Meyer enthusiastically singing the praises of one Tim Tebow. So what's the holdup? Well, there are some technicalities, those trivial little details, mostly paperwork, mostly paperwork. Uh, Jacksonville, we are hearing, is waiting to evaluate a rookie tight end by the name of Luke Farrell. May the force be with you, Luke, at the weekend mini camp, and then after that, they will sign Tim Tebow. Now, there are some saying, well, wait a minute. What if Luke Farrell goes out there and plays great? Let me tell you something right now. Luke Farrell could go out there and look like the love child of Tony Gonzalez and Rob Gronkowski with Antonio Gates mixed in, and it still wouldn't stop Urban Meyer from bringing in his bestie. That's going to happen. Every man, woman, and child knows that to be 100% True. Now, the last thing, as for the report that's bounced around here in the last 24 hours or so, that the coaches inside the team facility in Jacksonville, some of them are griping about Tim Tebow getting a chance. Uh, if that is true, the reaction should be tough toenails, right? If you don't like it, become the head coach and become the czar of Jacksonville, and you, you're the one – that makes those decisions. Urban Meyer currently has that job title. He's the one that makes those decisions. We have a feeling that that report and, and many of these other things being greatly exaggerated. And, and that's one of the things we dislike about this, right? I mean, everything is blown out of proportion uh, in the social media era. And also the fact that there's a 24 hour content cycle for, for the NFL and things have slowed down with. Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. We haven't heard anything about Deshaun Watson as he desperately tries to write checks to shut up the people that have accused him of being a pervert as that continues on. So we live in the era where things are either the greatest of all time or the worst thing ever, and Tim Tebow's the worst thing ever. Uh, There's no in-between. Now, in the big picture, Tim Tebow is a perfect addition. We laid it all out for you. And the fact that Jacksonville, they're not going all-in for now. They're taking a flyer. It's like prospectors, right? They're, think of, of Urban Meyer and the, the Jags as prospectors. They're panning for gold, right? They're playing the speculation game. And with Tim Tebow, since we're hearing it's a the bare minimum contract, it's a bet a little, win a lot. And while we can certainly debate the merits of Tim Tebow as a tight end and say he hasn't played there and what are they doing, he has, let's say he has limited ability on the field. But in the business side of the equation, he's got a lot of upside. All right? Even if you're the staunchest critic of Tim Tebow, you would agree in terms of moving merchandise, Tim Tebow is a number one. And I wouldn't be shocked if he sells more jerseys if he makes the team than Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one pick in the draft. And so if Tebow makes the team, how would that look? Well, he thinks of himself as a gadget player. Poor man's Taysom Hill. And also a useful red herring. We mentioned this in a previous episode, to divert attention. That's what a red herring is, divert attention away from the subject at hand, which would be Urban Meyer as a new coach in the NFL, and Trevor Lawrence as a neophyte, as an NFL quarterback. Now, keep in mind, I have no skin in the game. I'm not here chanting, Duval County. I'm not one of those people. I'm not. But to me, this makes sense. It makes sense. I understand the good old boys network. People are bothered by that. But have they decided who's on Hard Knocks? Can, I, I can certainly see if, if not Hard Knocks, Jacksonville getting some kind of documentary reality vehicle for Tim Tebow. Uh, that, that seems like it's uh, it's it's going to happen, whether it's Hard Knocks or something else. And Tim Tebow would have to he would really have to get hurt or drop every pass that is thrown his way in training camp, and uh, that would that would be how he would have to screw this up. But even that. Good luck. We've laid it all out. You heard Urban Meyer and all the wonderful things that Urban Meyer had to say about his competitive maniac. and He looks like he's 18, not 33, ball skills, best shape of his life, all that crap. That's Urban telling you that the thumb is on the scale, right? The thumb is on the scale and so, hey, hey if, if Tim Tebow does, let's say he doesn't make the team, which is, I'm not going to say it's 100%, 100, 100 you know, 50% he makes the team. Let's say something happens, he gets hurt, they end up having to release him. He'll still get a job as an ambassador or a coach if that's what he wants to do. So he's not going anywhere. That's the point. Be sure to catch live
5: editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
2: From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
5: I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something
2: from this board. This is uncanny, USA. Here we go. It's Maller. How about
3: that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Now, a man recovering from a vocal condition, but still here. No sick days used, because who? Like a good radio employee, he's waiting to use those sick days till he's healthy.
6: <laughs> what do we have here, Cooper? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, for years now, we've been assuming that Josh McDaniels is the heir apparent to Bill Belichick in New England. However, an NFL reporter from the Boston Globe is claiming that Matt Patricia might actually be the one to take over for Belichick. Ah! Ben, are you buying that? Roberto's obviously
1: not.
3: I think this came from the mouth and the pen of Ben Volin, who's been there for a few years in Boston. It's a hard pass on both, right? All the above. A. This is this is classic silly season type stuff. The draft's over. Free agency's pretty much dead. You got to come up with a story. It's, it's food for thought, right? But if it is between Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia, I would actually rather have Matt Patricia. I don't want either one of them. They both stink. Uh, but my hypothesis is that Belichick wants to hang around just long enough to pass the baton to one of his kids. Brian Belichick's the safeties coach for the Patriots. Steve Belichick, who I think's been there longer is the linebacker coach. That would be the type of ending Belichick wants. He would just be the
6: executive, and one of his kids would be the coach. Keep it in the family business. Next! Now, there were reports Monday that the Knicks could go after Kyle Lowry this offseason. Now, Ben, the, the Knicks actually seem to be on the precipice of being a good team. Would signing Lowry get them there? Nah,
3: they're not a good team. They lost to the Lakers. But and listen, here's the thing. This would have been a great move five years ago. Kyle Lowry is like 35, He's, by NBA standards, an aging relic in a young man's game. I'm not a big Lonzo Ball fan, but I'd rather have the younger player, and that's Lonzo Ball. And Kyle Lowry would be a short-term, typical old-school Knicks move, Spider-Man Band-Aid, doesn't really take care of the issue. He's a declining ball player, uh, and that's the kind of move the the Knicks have historically made over the last 20 years. Don't let a falling
6: star fall on you, which is signing a 35-year-old point guard. Next! Ben, let's say that Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers and Jordan Love takes over for the Cheeseheads. And now, assuming everything else stays the same, how many games are the Packers winning in 2021? All
3: right. So the first thing, the Packers would come apart at the seams. Right? They would. They wouldn't rally around Jordan Love. He could be talented, but they would not rally around him. There would be turmoil right in the locker room and all that. That would undermine Jordan Love. But let's say it's a 17 game season in 2021. I I would say Green Bay with Jordan Love. Uh, they'd go six and eleven without Aaron Rodgers, and uh, you know, they they do get to play the Bears and the Lions, and they don't have quarterbacks. They would you know stumble against the Vikings, but uh, six and eleven seems actually generous. There it is, Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? You failed. Cheap shot at the Lakers. That's
1: not a cheap shot. You get- That's an accurate. Description. Good day,
5: sir. Uh, such a fanboy. Jeez. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the, the password, password is password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars.
1: Here's Ben Maller.
3: And away we go. Password time. It's made possible. This portion of the Ben Maller radio program by Discover Card. We believe a better tomorrow is possible for everyone. Discover something brighter. Let's welcome in our contestants for Password, the word game of the stars. Uh, We say hello to Kathy in Portland. Hello, Kathy.
0: Golden ticket, I need a golden ticket, it's playoff time.
3: Yeah, you got to get that golden ticket. Everyone needs a golden ticket for the NBA playoffs. It's very important. Absolutely. All right, hold on a sec, Kathy. There you go. We all talk about the Clippers going all the way to the championship. Uh, who else do we have? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Nate the beer guy. Hello, Nate the beer guy. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Kathy. Kathy, you're about Good morning, to get Uh, What what are you drinking this morning?
1: Uh,
3: This morning I am enjoying a uh, Vic Secret Double Dry Hopped IPA from Braxton Brewing Company, and they're from Newport, Kentucky. Yeah. And and how is it? I'll
1: be honest with you, Ben. It's absolutely delicious. Uh, It's it's got Vic Secret, which is one of my favorite variants of hops.
3: All right. Yeah, I I don't I don't know anything about beer. Alright, hold on a sec, Nate the beer guy. We've got uh, let's go back to Kathy in Portland. Kathy in Portland, who do you want to partner up with on Password, the word gaming star? Oh, me? Oh, good choice by you, Kathy. All right. Blazers and clippers together. Blazers and clippers together. Nate the yeah. beer guy, who do you want to team up with, Nate the Beer Guy?
1: Well, I'm in the mood to win. Coop. Let's burn it down. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, sounds like Nate the weed guy, not uh, the Nate the beer guy is what it sounds like to me. Okay, let's play the game. Kathy, you were on the air first. We have a list of words, one to ten. If you number can see one. The, number, number one. Number one. <laughs> All right, let's go with distinctive.
2: Different.
6: No. <sighs> All right, Nate, uh, let's go with um, original. And remember, remember Ben's clue as well. No, no, no. no don't
3: forget. Don't, don't remember my clue. Don't remember what I said.
1: Mm. I'm going I'm I'm to pass. I'm going to wait for the fourth clue. Okay, oh, go ahead, good. Kat, so good a good job. strategy. A strategy. Yeah. Good strategy, Nate. The don't even guy. take a
3: All right, Kathy, let's go with, uh, I said distinctive. How about uh, particular? Unique. Yeah, ah, good job by you. Gosh. Oh, well, he's only going to – that fourth clue is going to be a big one, but it will be on a different word.
6: <laughs> All right, pick a number, Nate. It's
3: eight points, right? I think eight points. Yes, eight points. All right. Go ahead, Nate. Put the beer down. Put the weed down. Come on. I just did. I did. I did. Right. Pick, so a, pick number. a number.
2: Say what the it, number. Seven? I said seven. I don't know why you're yelling, but I said seven.
3: I didn't hear it. Did anyone hear seven? No. You lied.
6: All right. Let's go with. um, uh, Wow. This is. Why did I do this? (laughs) Now you realize (laughs) it was a mistake. Uh, Let's go with arrange. Coordinate. No, it's a good guess, though. Kathy, let's go with assemble. Oh, that's a better clue.
0: Kathy? Wow, I'm not going to do this well at all, am I?
3: No, 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 you, Kathy. Uh, Manufacture.
0: You
6: know. oh. No. <laughs> um. Sorry. You have no chance, cool. <laughs> I know. All right, so Nate, think of uh, think of the you know the words that we just said: uh, assemble mm-hmm. and uh, arrange. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go a different direction. Cooking. It's they all go together. They all go together. Doesn't matter. You could spell it. Recipe? Out
3: you. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. It's not recipe. I, uh,
6: I'm in the dark here.
3: Are you really? Uh, uh Kathy, I mean, let's, let's go with. Well, uh, this is awkward. I don't know what else to say other than this. How about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use. I go formulate. Yeah. Kathy?
0: I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm bombing. Well, that's the In first. Well,
3: no, you've already. We're already up eight nothing. Uh, no, I think we should no. throw the yeah, word I was out. Prepare. Yeah, was Yeah, was prepared. All right, we're, we're Kathy. We're back up. Pick a number one to t- two. And two to two. All right, good. Uh, how about wager? Gamble. Yeah, That's there it is. It. That's, That's it. A winner. the winner. Kathy
1: gets the In golden
3: the ticket. That's a walk-off. Go, go back and drink your high-end beer, Dave. You just lost. Kathy with a win. She's blind. She go, won. Go. She dominated.